Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome to another Solo Friday episode where it's just you, me, and the mic. So today I want to talk about one of the most amazing experiences that I had volunteering for Tough Mudder and the impact that it still has on my life today and how I hope that it will have an impact on you as well. Before I jump into that, I wanted to take just a minute to say thank you to everybody who's in my More Than Corporate Community Facebook group. The energy in there is amazing. The interaction is amazing. The community and camaraderie that we're building. I just love to see everybody come together to support each other and network and just really get to know each other's goals and dreams and push those forward. If that sounds like an environment that you would like to be a part of, please go over to Facebook, search More Than Corporate Community, and click that Request to Join button. We would love to have you as a part of the community and be able to get to know you a little bit better. I look forward to seeing you over there. So I want to jump into this story about my favorite Tough Mudder volunteer moment. And there are so many experiences at Tough Mudder that I could talk about, but this one seems extremely relevant given the topic that I talked about last week on my breakthrough and breaking through limiting beliefs and things to that effect. You guys know from past episodes that I ran my first Tough Mudder in October of 2016, and it was the half Tough Mudder. And that following Saturday, or I'm sorry, following Sunday, so the day after I ran Tough Mudder, I volunteered with some friends of mine and with Corey, my obstacle course trainer. We volunteered and got put on the mini mudder, which is basically a one mile course. And the kids run it four times. And I think that it's designed for ages like eight to 12 or 13. And the popular obstacles that are on Tough Mudder, there are mini obstacles on the mini mudder. And it's super cool. So we get to see all of these kids come in and run through Tough Mudder. And you just look at them like they're on a playground. And this is just their second home. And it's amazing. So we were volunteering watching these kids and the teamwork and camaraderie. And it was amazing. And I'll never forget this girl came and she was with her mom and she was on the heavier side and she was really, really timid, really timid. And so she started doing the Tough Mudder, the Mini Mudder. And I, like I said, had just run my first one and I remembered what it felt like to be intimidated on the regular Tough Mudder and I could tell how intimidated she was by this mini mutter. And so she was trying to run it and made it about like three quarters of the way around running. And one of the last, um, I think maybe the second to last obstacle on that mini mutter course was the mini funky monkey, which is the monkey bars. And throughout getting to this point, the mom had been 
waiting at the obstacles and each time that she would the the kid would get to an obstacle the mom would start to tell her before she even got on the obstacle how it was okay to fail but it wasn't a try your hardest and you know try again it wasn't that type of a thing it was a it's okay if you don't accomplish this because we know that you're not good at it. And that's what she said at the monkey bars. And I remember being like completely appalled that somebody would say that to their child. And I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm who can I judge? I'm not I'm not here to say that one parenting style is better than the rest. But I just remember thinking, why would you ever put those thoughts in your kid's mind? So Corey and I were there and we pushed her through and helped her through Funky Monkey. And then the next three laps, I walked with her, talked to her. She finished and she was super excited when she finished the Mini Mutter. And she, her and her, her mom took a picture with us and she left. And we thought that that was kind of the end of it. And we were proud of her for pushing through and doing some of these things that her mom had told her she wasn't good at and it was okay to fail at. But the real magic of this story comes about an hour later when this girl, the same one, comes back with three of her friends and is so excited to run this course again and to show her friends the course. And the second time that she did it, it was like watching a completely different person. Her mom was in tears. We have a picture of us where we all posed in a picture with her afterwards and she's making like muscle poses and, um, you know, pointing at her biceps. And I just remember thinking, you know, we made a real impact on somebody's life today. I remember thinking that she, this girl was going to be in a completely different place. Like whether it was just for a couple of hours or whether it lasted, like she did something that not only did she not think she could do, but that she had been told by people her entire life she couldn't do. That was almost two and a half years ago, that story. And it still sticks with me in my head all the time. And as I've gone along this journey of personal development and NLP training and mindset and pushing myself and everything that's happened over the last two and a half years, the story just gets more and more powerful to me. We pick up limiting beliefs along our lives through the things we tell ourselves, the things that we tell other people, the things that other people tell us. And they can be the most innocent comments. And many times they come out of a place of love and a place of wanting to protect you from getting hurt. I am sure that this young girl's mom had no intention of putting any beliefs that her daughter wasn't good enough in her head. She just didn't want to see her get hurt. The hard part, though, is that so many times when we're protecting our children or the people around us, we're doing it from our map of reality. And by us telling them that it's okay because they're not good at something, many times all they hear is, I'm not good at this. And if I'm not good at it, why should I do it? Why should I try? It's so important that we're careful about the things we say to the people around us and to ourselves. I am so proud of this girl for coming back and running this course a second time. I'm proud of her for bringing her friends back 
the way that she showed up after on that second time through the course. Like it was such an amazing experience to be a part of. Here's another really powerful part of this story though. It's not just the things that other people tell us. It's the things that we tell ourselves and it's the things that we've become okay telling ourselves. When I was listening to that mom tell this little girl that she wasn't good at monkey bars and it was okay if she couldn't do them because we know she's not good at that, I became so upset with that mom. Why would you ever say that to somebody? Why would you ever tell somebody that they're not good at something and shouldn't try? What I didn't realize until very recently was why is it okay for us to say that to ourselves? Why don't I get just as upset when I tell myself I'm not good at something and that I shouldn't try. And that's what's so powerful to me is we, we don't notice so many times that we treat ourselves differently than we would ever treat somebody else. The things that we say to ourselves about not being good enough, about not succeeding, the harshness that we have because we're our own worst critic, we would never talk to another person that way. Most of us anyways would never talk to another person that way. So why is it okay for us to talk to ourselves like that? This story sticks in my mind. It brings me comfort. It brings me hope. It pushes me to remind myself to be kinder to myself, kinder to other people, more patient with the learning curve. Reminds me that everybody sucks at what they start every single time that they start it. We are never good at something when we start doing it. We only get good at it by trying, figuring out what works, figuring out what doesn't, taking the setbacks, evaluating those, and trying again. So when I take on something new, or even when I'm just going through my day trying to be the best person that I can be, this little girl sticks in my head so often. And the reminder that she pushed through being told that she wasn't good at something. And we were there to cheer her on for that. The people you surround yourself with, the people that are willing to push you when you or somebody else is telling you that you're not good enough, they are all so important. These are all things that we talk about so much in the personal development space. They're all things that we talk about so much on this podcast. And this short story just encompasses so much of what life's about. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.